Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, everybody. That's right, we're back at it here for a new season of Golden Grizzlies Athletics. And as always, the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So big thank you to the Evans Law Group for everything that they do here with the Wear the Bear podcast. And kicking off this season, we're here with volleyball coach Rob Beam for the volleyball edition of the Wear the Bear podcast. So, Coach, we're back at it here, a new season, back on the podcast. How are you? Oh, excited to be here, Neil. You know, I, I love the, the the new studio we've got here in the Elliott Room. you got new equipment. It's a it's a fresh 2018, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> That's right. The uh, the Wear the Bear podcast certainly making its mark. There's no question about that. So, Rob, wanted to catch up with you. You guys right now coming into play, and you have a very interesting weekend coming up, which we'll get into the dynamics because it's very unique uh, as well as interesting. But before we get to there, uh, getting to here, you guys right now with the 3-3 three and three mark, it's been a very interesting season. And, and, Rob, as I look at you guys, it's a little bit different of a team than we've come accustomed to with Oakland Volleyball. You guys are a little bit deeper than you go, and, and you, you play more inside the rotation. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things at play. Uh, we have a lot of good players, and right. there's that, uh, which means the clarity of, of you know what is going to make us the best isn't necessarily knowable within two or three weeks of preseason training. Um, we're probably going to be a different team in October and November than than we were in August, and I think that's a great that's a great thing. I think the, our players are are competing really hard. Um, you know, I think the the other component of that is that we have a lot of youth. We've had some uh, some difficult um, injuries with uh, things happening through the summertime and um, early in preseason where, you know, probably what we had is a, a, a plan, at least an initial plan of, of action for our competitive uh, game day, you know, starting lineup. Um, we had to revamp that going in. And so you have those two dynamics. We have a lot of good players. Um, they, we have a lot of people that have broad skill sets that can do a lot of different things and it gives me and um, our coaching staff a lot of flexibility and we believe in them you know so we you know at the end of the day uh, we, you play a lot of people when you believe that they can go in and make a difference and I think we have a lot of people who can do that interesting you bring up the the term versatility and, and what you guys are able to do with your roster and and you're you're a sports fan i know you and i have uh, many a spirited discussions about the landscape of sports yes you bring up topics and then i then i beat you down like Stephen a <laughs> we have some hot take segments there's there's no question about it but but you're a sports fan though rob and i i, I think that that helps in this line of questioning here the game of volleyball and college volleyball today there seems to be a similar trend with that, with the versatility. And, and maybe you take a look at, and Coach Cal at Kentucky with, with college basketball has done this. You assemble your best crew, and then you figure it out, right? Do you notice that's permeating into the world of, of collegiate volleyball as well, in that you want that versatility because the game is changing a little bit? Yeah, you know, the direction the game has gone in, in – uh, I've, been, I've been doing this almost 19 years now, I think. Um, long enough that I can't keep count in my head anymore, and like, <laughs> which, which is a scary proposition, and, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you what the the physicality and the athletic ability across the 340 plus Division One volleyball teams is amazing. You know, we had a team um, when I was an assistant coach at Wright State, a Horizon League competitor for us. Now, um, we didn't have a single player who touched 10 foot, and right now on our team we have seven, including people who are under six foot tall. 
that dynamic ability and you know like looking ahead at our schedule this weekend you know we're we're playing teams that have players that are six five six six we have players that are you know like that the game is played at a level that is significantly different than it was when I started doing this mm-hmm. and even 10 years ago and when we're watching film or, or going through our, our our service volley metrics and I'm just curious about what does a team look like it is remarkable at how athletic the women that play division one women's volleyball are and I think that has what what that does and to go back to your question is a lot of the women have played more than one position when they come to us so you know Jamie Walling played right side in her 17th year of club and then played middle her 18th year of club we started her on the right side last year because that's how it was going to be most beneficial for the for the team and this year we're asking her to play middle but now she has two different positions that she's really good at that she has experience in so we can do things with her that a lot of a lot of other players or other teams might not be able to consider um you know, we have multi-sport athletes on this team. Um, we have people who have done, you know, everything from softball to track to swimming. Um, we have players that play basketball. You know, like they're they're able to do a lot of different things. And I think that when you look at the broad spectrum of it, there's sort of, you know, like there's the highly trained volleyball kid that grows up, starts at eight, and they only play one sport and they're playing it year-round. And then there's the athletic kids that grow up and they start playing lots of sports and then somewhere in their high school year they go I think I want to do that and they select volleyball and those athletes tend to be multi-positional and they might they tend to be really versatile and we have a bunch of that type the second type on this particular team and that gives us a lot of a lot of things that we can play with and that's really fun you're listening to the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Right here on the iTunes page, click subscribe, and you will get every single episode that pops up right on as, an, as an alert on your phone so you won't miss any of the Where the Bear podcast. Rob Beam, Oakland Volleyball Edition here today. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you with us. So I, I mentioned the fact you guys have a very interesting weekend coming up, and, and you're coming off an interesting weekend as well. When you played Notre Dame, you played a nationally ranked Purdue team, that that kind of continues itself this weekend with the Michigan Challenge. And where it gets unique is Friday, tomorrow, as we record this, you guys will play at Michigan, number 20 in the country at 1 p.m. Then you'll come back here to the arena and play Colorado State at 7.30 as part of the tournament. And then on Saturday at 2.30, the overflow the O game, trying to set an attendance record here for Oakland Volleyball, you guys will score off against LSU out of the SEC. It's unique. It's different. Explain to everybody how this came to be. Well, in volleyball, it's not totally uncommon to do co-hosting events. Um, so this is sort of a notion that gets brought up occasionally from time to time. And it hasn't gotten – we haven't we haven't done it partially because, you know, our nearest competitors are University of Michigan and Michigan State. They're about an hour, hour and a half apart. Uh an hour is really not that bad. You know, you're basically on the, the interstate the whole way to get back here from Ann Arbor or from to travel from here to Ann Arbor. Um, and we had originally been trying to host the third weekend of competition for a home date here uh, in 2018. 
and we had some interest, but not a lot of commitments. And the, the scheduling can be tricky. Um, the head coach at Michigan is Mark Rosen, and he and I have had a good relationship and a very mutually beneficial relationship over time. I think he's really been uh, a big supporter for for me and our program here at, at Oakland. And you know, he's played in our spring events. You know, every year that we've hosted a larger tournament, we've gone to his events, and then you know, he's been nice enough to host us a number of times. And so, uh, in the fall tournament, so he. He called and said, hey, I'd really love for you to be our final team in our tournament. This is what I've got going on. I said, Mark, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to host that weekend. I, we need some home dates. And, uh, but, you know, thanks again for the opportunity. Maybe we could do it again next year. And like that, that seemed to, you know, satisfy him for like a day. <laughs> and then he called me back and he goes, I've got an idea for you. And I'm always up for a good idea. Like I like innovation. I like unique things. I like creativity. And he says, what if... Colorado State and uh, LSU would play their games versus you at your gym, but you're part of our tournament. So we, in effect, are co-hosting an event. And I said, well, tell me about the numbers. And he said, well, we'll pay for everything. All you have to do is provide the facility officials, you know, game day experience, concessions, all that for the games that are your own, just like you would any home game, and we'll take care of the rest. And I said, you know, have you talked to Tom and Fran, who are also people that I have coaching relationships with? He said, uh, I just talked about it quickly. Let me, you know, if you're in, then I'll confirm it with them. And, you know, we put this thing together. So, um, you know, from my perspective, this is, a, there's so many wins. It's not even a win-win. I mean, we get, uh, we get two matches. Uh, Colorado State is a team that's going to be in the top 25 or nosing around it all season. Um, Michigan's going to be at that same level. They, the, both those teams are, are veteran and really good. Um, LSU is going to be a top team in the SEC. And, like, those are, those are matches that are awesome for our team. They are, they are you know, program-defining um, in terms of, you know, getting to bring that level of talent here to Southeast Michigan to play, get two home gates out of it, and get to play, you know, a top 20 team, an in-state rival with Michigan. You know, all these things are outstanding for us. And, and you know, um, the the administrative team here, Patrick McBeal, we're very excited about that opportunity. Our marketing staff has, has done a great job with the overflow of the O. Uh, I think we're even going to have a pretty good attendance uh, on Saturday, or Friday night against Colorado State. So, I, you know, this is, this is awesome for us. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the competition. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's something, too – people take notice uh, in in the general sports community i mean just being a member of the general sports media you you mention these names you say colorado state you say lsu when they're coming to the arena that that legitimizes not only your program but the oakland brand as well i mean make no mistake about it it does well yeah and i think it's one of the nicest things about that is you know the the teams that we have had from the larger conferences and you know the name branded teams. And we've had Ohio State here, we've had Iowa here, we had Oregon, Oregon State. State. Yep. It just in the last few years, they're always stunned at how beautiful Oakland is, how great a volleyball venue this is, how well they're treated by our facility staff. You know this is a first class place. And you know when I was interviewed, you know going on 12 years ago, um, that's what I saw. You know and I saw this place that could be a volleyball powerhouse. You know and you know, our our new athletic director had um, Steve has worked at Nebraska, which is you know sort of the the cradle of volleyball in our country. Zero, yeah, yeah um, you know they're the only revenue positive team in the country that plays volleyball, and you know they sell out eight thousand seats in a in a venue that seats eight thousand, and they sell it out on the first day of ticket sales, and it's it's remarkable. And I don't we're not going to get to that level, but this is these are the the benchmark moments where you know 
if we get to 1,000 or 1,500 or 2,000 in an overfill the O game, those people are going to get exposed to some of the best female athletes in the country playing the number one sport for women and girls in the country. Mm-hmm. And that branding for, for us as a volleyball program, Oakland University as an athletic department, and then obviously sharing our campus and our community um, and, you know, what we have to offer on the national stage is, it's you know, it's it's kind of priceless in the sense of, like, what does it mean for, you know, the community members here at Rochester, Auburn Hills, and Pontiac, and, you know, all the surrounding communities? Like, this is a great opportunity for sport. Yeah. Golden Grizzlies will travel and take on Michigan on Friday at 1 p.m. They'll be home here in the arena against Colorado State Friday at 7.30. LSU in town, the overflow, the O. They're trying to set an attendance record. Uh, the following weekend, you guys will be at the Red Hawk Invitational down in Ohio. Uh, some matchups against Miami of Ohio, St. Francis uh, as well. And then before you know it, Horizon League play kicks into gear, and we'll make sure that we catch back up with you uh, before the Horizon League season starts. We'll pick your brain on what's going on, what's working, what the prospects are looking like, all those types of things. And remember, if you like what you're hearing with the Wear the Bear podcast, click subscribe, and the latest episodes will come right to your phone. And, Rob, I know you and I kicked it around. Well, further discussion on the 68-hour straight volleyball podcast, yeah, right? We're going to talk to the Guinness people, folks. <laughs> Neil and I are in for a record setter. We're going to do whatever it takes to get the longest podcast ever recorded. Not today. Coming up in the future. <laughs> yeah, so rest easy, everyone. We're wrapping up right now, but we'll, we'll look into that. So, Rob Beam, thank you very much for your time. And more importantly than that, uh, thank you to all the listeners out there and the support that you have of the Wear the Bear podcast. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.